Hello, Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. My name is Mark, Mark. as always, <laughs> and I am joined here by... Jackie. And... Nope, just Jackie. Miles. Miles is not here. Miles is out Dead. for the week. Uh, we give him two vacation days a year, and he decided to take this one off. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about Golden Wind, episode 23 of the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure anime. Technically, this is the 136th episode overall of the anime. So we have watched a lot of this goddamn show. This is called Crash and Talking Head, or Crush and Talking Mouth, if for some reason you're a Crunchyroll uh, dogma-ist. I don't know. What do you call that? I don't know. A loyalist? If you're like Crunchyroll sub-loyalist? Yeah, which uh, we have bad news for you. If you like this podcast, uh, we're we're pretty anti-Crunchyroll. We're not anti-Crunchyroll. I'm, I'm personally anti-Crunchyroll. I'm super happy that they bring us like same-day JoJo subs. I'm just not super happy that they're not very creative and their apps break. But besides yeah. that, it's the only place we can watch it. <clears throat> so, legally. Um, before we just summarize the episode, which is what we're going to do, we're just going to read it beat by beat, blow by blow. The first thing read we want to do... Read the episode? We're going to read the summary that you wrote while yes, I... the notes that I took. While I slowly nodded off. Oh, no. I was sleepy. We ran out of coffee, everybody, so... But it's fine. <laughs> so this is us. <laughs> this This is us on ABC. What is it on? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Probably <clears throat> ABC. This is an email from Stephen, and it goes like this. Hey guys, it's been a while. See what I did there? So lately, I've been catching up on my JoJo reading, and I'm about halfway through Steel Ball Run. I, well, yeah, you did mark it with spoilers here, so shit. Uh, the Pizza Song and Sugar Mountain are my favorites so far. Uh, my question for you guys is, what is your favorite bromance in JoJo? Josuke and Okuyasu was my original favorite, but the ones from this other part have won me over. Thanks for all the awesome entertainment, Steven. P.S. I'm usually horny unless it's lunchtime. Lunchtime is for lunch. Thanks, Steven. Cool. As far as bromance goes, hmm, I would I would also... Wait, what was the question? What's your favorite bromance in JoJo's? Bromance. Bromantic. Oh, who, was, who, who did I ship for uh, part four? Part three? I think it was... No, part four. Part four... Um, oh, was it uh, Rohan and Josuke? Rohan and Josuke, because they yeah. hated each other and it was cute. I like that. That is a good one. I like that. That's Ro- Rosuke. Angry, angry love. Rosuke. Oh, right. I forgot about those. Is that true? <laughs> is that what it's called? Johan? I don't, know. I, just, I, don't, I don't know. know. I don't think anyone else does that. I like it because they have a lot of respect for each other and stuff, but they kind of hate each other, but they don't really hate each other. And so it's like a cute, like... Like you just want them to kiss like that. <laughs> that's maybe it's just me. But um, yeah, it's like it's like one of those things that like those tropes in like TV where it's like they hate each other, but there's sexual tension there. And I, I feel that I feel that tension. But anyway, but it's 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 one of those things where it's from both angles where nobody is just like the super interested positive one. Right. They both pretend to hate each other. But in your mind, or they, or they <laughs> and your think, mind only or they think they hate each other. But really they are falling in love with each other. Okay. We didn't see that get fleshed out, unfortunately. Well. But uh, I'll take your word for it. Uh, mine either is also Josuke Okiyasu, even though they kind of, they don't, I don't know. Araki kind of leaves them out for a bit. 
I would also say that the later part that you mentioned uh, also has uh, a very good, consistent uh, depiction of two dudes' relationships. But I, I don't know if it ever felt romantic to me. I would say in this part, uh, in part five that we're currently on, I feel more between like Giorno and Bruno, Bucciolati. Yeah, or, that makes sense. I'm not sure. I don't recall like Mista and Giorno at one point, just like all all of them, really. All six dudes, like at, at some point or another. It's like a, it's a love, so. it's a love pentagram. I think it's a brotherly love, uh, mostly. I never like, look at my brother to me, like that. It, to me, it feels like a family, you know, it's like, uh-huh. you know, I don't know where, where Bruno is the mom. So like, otherwise it's weird. But if anybody, because it's like, I think Bruno and Giorno would be the parents <laughs> of this family. Mm-hmm. So I like, I can see them together. And there was definitely some sexiness when, uh, Bruno first was introduced and that they had that fight. Um, and Bruno was licking him. I think, uh-huh. I think I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Happening. Between the two of them, it, it's sometimes nice, but yeah, now it is more like they're the more mature ones, but sometimes, but also, um, who is it? Is it a Bacchio that hates Giorno? Yeah. I could probably ship them too. <laughs> Why do you like people hating each other to love each other? I don't know. Probably. There's probably some right. deep seated, horrible, broken reasons. I don't know. Oh no, <laughs> but okay. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Let let me think about my personality flaws and get back to you. <laughs> Writer, you have sent uh, Jackie into a spiraling uh, self evaluation. If anyone has any theories, let me know. <laughs> we had plans tonight. Now Jackie's just going to think about how she hates the ones she loves. Uh, no, but see, for me, it would be not that. You love the ones you hate. No, I I don't feel hate. If I hate somebody, what? I hate them. If I hate somebody, I hate them for real. If I hate someone, they have deeply betrayed me in some uh-huh. way. Um, but for me, I do like people that are sad. Like when people are sad, I'm like, oh, I think that's different. That's a different topic. How can I make you happy? But that is a different topic. So I'm saying, I don't, I don't know why I I like the shipping people who like kind of hate each other, but they respect each other. And there's like Mm -hmm. that thing. I don't know. Anyway, uh, this next email is from Ethan. Um, and Ethan's, well, the, uh, subject is Giorno and Bujarati dare you to avoid using drugs. Ethan says, Dear JJB Pod crew, longtime listener since the middle of DIU, Diamond is Unbreakable, mm-hmm. first time writer. I'm a senior in high school oh, from no. Minnesota who just wants. <laughs> what? Just another Minnesota listener, but go ahead, continue. Minnesota. Uh, who just wants to live a quiet life and your podcast makes my drive to school in the record level snow, now a brown disgusting slush, (laughs) a little bit more enjoyable once a week. Unfortunately, I have no hot takes about King Crimson other than it makes... Thank you. Other than to make a point uh, of the indisputable fact that the boss is a total hottie and to tell you (laughs) that the next fights are pretty spicy. Uh, While sometimes you may have to tell yourself it just works, I found the end of part five to be a lot of fun, and I hope you guys like it too. Also, part six will be great if it ever happens, and even if it makes me a normie among manga readers, I still like part seven the most. From Ethan. P.S. I made a thing. I hope you like it. Uh, We'll talk about that in a second. And then P.P.S. Every time I close my eyes, I wake up feeling so adjective. We finally got the Mad Libs version. Yeah. Um, so Ethan sent us a, it's like that, that 
It's the lineup. The lineup photo of like all like all the guys from the Bucciarati's gang, and it has like Dare over it to resist drugs and alcohol. So Dare. Oh, right. For our international listeners. For anybody who, because I don't even know if Dare is still a thing. Well, I guess he's in high school. I if Ethan's know. in high school now, then that must mean Dare is still a thing. Dare has been a thing since we were in high school. Well, since we were, we were in like middle school. Really, was Dare really a thing in high school or it was more like middle school? I was in the Dare play in fifth grade. So, so it was definitely a thing for me. We had a cop come well, into school and, and talk to us about drugs. And he, and she like came and she showed us all these different drugs and stuff. And I'm like, I'm 10. What do I know about any of this? Where am I, I going to find drugs? I remember this. There, like, was, a, there was a story in, in the newspaper about how <laughs> your school took all the drugs. All the kids were high for days because that officer gave happened. you all the drugs. Oh, no, no, it's not. But like they would show us like these are what drugs look like and this is how you do drugs. And I'm like, this is a lot. I didn't need to know all of it. I would have been fine if I didn't know all of this. You yeah. know, it, dare, <laughs> dare. So dare is a thing between local police and local schools where cops come in and yeah, they show you drugs and they tell you how to say no to drugs, why drugs are bad. Sometimes they bring in someone who was a drug addict. And oh, that that's never happened to me. Usually it's yeah, just like I've, you get I've, to talk to a cop, which is like, ooh, that never happened cop. to me. Yeah. They have a gun. And DARE stands for drugs and something resistance education. Yeah. Drugs and alcohol resistance education. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, the DARE program. And there was, we had a DARE bear, like a teddy bear that had a oh, DARE shirt. Oh, Darren. And every no, week. No, wait, no, it's a, it's a lion. Dare a and lion. the Dare lion. Okay. Dare and the Dare lion. And every week a different kid got to take it home. But I don't think I ever what? wanted it. So I just didn't take it home. I was like, that's fine. Okay. Our programs were different, but that's okay. But our differences make... Wait, did you not have a cop come into oh, your... Oh, yeah. Did they we show you drugs? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's that old joke story people say about like, the cop passed around three joints around the room and then said, I better get all these back. And instead he got five back or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. And then like I, at, a, at a certain point, people of our generation started wearing dare shirts, like ironically. Yeah. You know, like potheads wearing dare. It's like, yeah. all right, all right, we get it. We get it. It's vintage. It is now also just kind of nostalgia, but I think some of it is supposed to be like, haha. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, that, I didn't know dare was still a thing, but if Ethan is still in high school, then he must have at least enjoyed it that's in the last something yeah in the last like whatever in the last like six years or something clearly it's working also yo shout outs to minnesota we've had like six people say they're from minnesota so we're gonna have to have jjb pod con in midi in minneapolis yeah because that's where our 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 listener base is that's where all the like the u.s judge and it's like where where is minnesota it's in the middle somewhere right Everybody can travel there. It's in there. like the middle, nor, <laughs> north middle, because it's cold, middle north America, middle north USA. So we can, everybody can travel there and it's, it's fine. It's Alexa, right where's Minnesota? No. Um, I don't have Alexa. Tell us why we should visit Minnesota, people from Minnesota. From what I understand, it's cold and people talk funny. Well, I like how the, it's cute. Oh, I don't like it. <laughs> oh no, it's not, it's not middle. Well, it's middle in terms of longitude it's right above it borders canada uh-huh jackie you know what it is it's right above iowa you're very familiar with iowa right how am i fam- why would i be familiar with iowa i don't know i'm, I'm joking you don't know where I, I i only know, i don't know where any of this shit is i can i can name like all the states along the east coast pretty much but do beyond you know, that sorry guys <laughs> do you know about the chef on the united states map the, the like the way to kind of remember where some of the states are the chef no. ah shit this isn't a good map of it 
Um, listeners, write in if you know what I'm talking about when I say like the chef. I feel like someone out there is listening like these East Coasters don't know shit about the Midwest, <laughs> whatever, whatever. And you're right. We don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. I'm handing Jackie a picture. This is it's several states in the middle of the map of the USA. And together they look like a chef from the side with a frying pan. Oh, it looks like a little gnome. Well, yeah, but he's holding a frying pan. He's like flipping a steak. He's um, he has an erection. No, <laughs> he's holding a frying it's, pan it's forward. A, it's a gnome with an erection. All right. That's just what a, that's a it, Disney movie you're describing. What state is that erection? What state is that? The erection? I don't know. I don't know their names. That's the thing is if you tell me you're from Tennessee or whatever that is, Kentucky, I'm like, oh, the penis of the gnome. <laughs> well, now you are because I've told you it's a gnome. Yeah, unfortunately. I'm sorry, guys. Maybe it's David, the gnome. Remember that show? Um, yes, that was a cute little show. All right, let's move on. Let us move on. Wait, did did this person ask any questions? He just told us that the boss is a hottie and the next couple of spite, uh, fights are spicy and stuff about part six is Ethan's favorite, which is cool. And you know what? Who cares what other people think, right? Yeah, don't worry about being a normie or whatever. What is a normie? I mean, I know what a normie is, but like, what does it matter? You know? Anyway, next email. All right. This email is from Aaron. And the subject is Trish's stand question. Buongiorno, JJB crew. JJBP crew. Sorry I have not written in a while. I've just been so horny and confused after the King Crimson episode. Well, thanks to the new OP, I guess the cat's out of the bag in regards to Trish having a stand. Yeah. Well, we, yeah. My question for Jackie and Miles, who is... (laughs) Miles is dead. What do you think Trish's stand is called, and what ability do you think it has? And no, Jackie, it's not the ability to control all men, because that, Damn would, it. that would be the most overpowered stand <laughs> in JoJo's, considering it is a sausage fest. Oh, man. But how good would that be? Thank and can't wait for your guys' thoughts on my favorite stand in all JoJo's and all its sharky goodness. P.S. Baby clash do 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 baby clash do 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 do. Sorry, not sorry. I don't know. Is this some meme? The young people. Is this is this one of the songs? I don't know that I have not listened to. Baby clash. I I don't get it. Baby clash. Maybe that made somebody happy. Is clash? What is is clash? Just clash is the way some people translate that stand. Mm-mm-mm. The shark that's really called. No, it is. It is. It's clash. Sorry. It's. But this might be some A to C. Oh, it's it's there's like a there's a meme that I don't know anything about called Baby Shark. Maybe that's what this is. Oh, let's look it up. <laughs> it's a new thing. I've I've been seeing it recently. Well, maybe so it's it came back thing. around. Yeah, it must be. It, it maybe it's an old video that became popular recently. Is this what you're talking about? It's cute. I'm into it. Uh, I'm all about this. So it's supposed to be like baby clash do 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 is what Aaron was going for. Yeah. Well. Sorry we didn't get it. I'm old. Yeah. We don't keep up with all of the memes. What was it we were watching? Oh, we were, you weren't there, Jackie, but we were at the New Jersey Devils game. We won. And they would do these little like between period and between, you know, play things where they would just like cut to the kids and they play music and they just see the kids dance on the big jumbotron. I mean, the kids would do all these, all the dumbass meme dances. They do the floss dance. 
some kid dabbed. They do those different things. But I just remember my brother or my parents were kind of like laughing, being like, oh, that's cute. And I feel like, I don't know, like my early 20s or whatever, I'd be like, that's so fucking stupid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't even know if it'd be that that much further back in my life that I would be like, that's stupid. Memes are dumb. These kids aren't funny. They think they're funny. Now I'm like, oh, cute. So I'm just losing touch, which is fine. Because or, fuck being in touch with that stuff. I think that when you're younger-ish, like when you're a teenager and in your early 20s, like you care more about things being like cool and not corny. And like you have, you're like, oh, like you think more things are lame. But then as you get older, like, I don't know, I feel like you realize everything's lame. And so then none of it's lame. I yeah, think. <laughs> it still happens. Like you still worry about how you dress and stuff. Yeah. And liking a song that's bad or whatever, but not as much. But then you're, but like once you're an adult in the real world, like who cares? Well, you've like, you've solidified your identity more and you know what you want to do. You've met important people in your life that already like you for who you are. So who you are isn't that bad. Yeah. Why are we talking about this? It gets better, guys. It gets better. No, it doesn't. (laughs) No, it does. Oh, right. It does. It's true. There's people who listen who are like in high school, you know, it definitely gets better. Oh, it definitely gets better than high school. (laughs) Even college. I think it does get better than college. Yeah. All right. This is from James. The subject is no subject. James says, hi, Joe bros. My name is James and I am from Australia. Hi, Australia. Thanks for writing. Uh, My question is who actually killed gelato and sorbet? I know it was mentioned that the boss did it, but I'm not too convinced i would love to hear your opinion on this keep up the good work p.s every time i close my eyes i wake up feeling so yawny i okay. hope it's, i hope it's not been done so i don't think yawny has been done yawny i don't yeah, like, think like yawn that. like <gasps> i think we've heard morny or is that when someone dies you feel morny yeah oh uh, okay it's one of those two um, uh, so how do we think they were killed i think they were killed by that director of the cell no that guy who so let's that. What I well, I think it has to be one of the boss's people. I don't think it was the boss either. I think it would have to be one of the boss's people. Um, maybe, maybe the ice guy with the temper. Oh, white album guy. Yeah. Uh, Gaccio. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like too much of a hothead. It just I don't see any of these people being meticulous like that. Yeah. You know what? Like I don't picture. I mean, we don't know enough about the boss really, but the idea of like stopping and being like, let me put you into this glass. Mm-hmm. frame like while I've the other one up. watches yeah it could be the boss we don't know enough about risotto i don't know some sicko i mean because risotto i know is like part of that assassination squad but maybe. he technically could have done it himself he's like yeah. you guys are terrible whatever maybe it's none of these people maybe they just they're some guy with no stand power who's just like evil and a sicko maybe it was vincent d'onofrio vincent d'onofrio i don't get it he was in the movie the cell oh, okay or Jennifer Lopez. Oh, right. She was in the cell. Performer of three good songs. Mark, <laughs> don't do this. Like 30 good songs. Definitely not that number. Fight me. No, Mark, you're an idiot. That's like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm very defensive about J-Lo's songs because she only makes hits. She only makes okay, good songs. Okay, that is a lie. Only makes good songs. Tell me about that song she did with Iggy Azalea or whatever called Booty. You know what? No. We can cut out Iggy Azalea and I'm okay with that song. What about the one she did with Fabulous? Has a saxophone like loop played over and over again? I don't know what you're talking Pretty about. Pretty sure that's... I probably love it though. 
It's not good. I it's will love it. The saxophone that goes like. Oh, that song is good. Yeah, it's a get right. That song is good. That saxophone is not on that song. Isn't that fabulous? I don't. I don't remember there being a rapper on that song. We can get right. Yeah, featured artist fabulous. Okay. Yeah, not, not a good song. So we agree. Wrong. Oh. Wrong. Let's move on to the next email. Actually, you know, well, eh, never mind. I thought I thought I thought of a Jennifer Lopez song that I didn't like. And now as an adult, I like it. Like it was a song that I didn't like when it came out. And now I'm like, you know what? Fuck, it's a good song. And I can admit it now. I'm brave enough to admit that I like Jenny from the block. <laughs> Listeners, send us a Jennifer Lopez single that is bad. Anyway, uh, what what do we think? Tri- well, you know, I guess what her stand is, right, Mark? Yes. And Miles isn't here. Uh, so, so fuck him. Let's see. It has to be like 90s, right? Yes like or or early 2000s can we do early 2000s yeah this is like 2001 i think 2002 around this point all right well since we were talking about jennifer lopez so much i think it's gonna be (laughs) it's not gonna be but what if the stand is like love don't cost a thing (laughs) hmm let's i'm trying to think of what format we should keep waiting waiting for tonight but well i don't know the thing is the stands right now okay gold experience though um that is like a concept. Okay, I was going to say, well, all the stands are nouns or whatever, and they're they kind of are, like uh, you know, sticky fingers is a noun, uh, gold experience, uh, Aerosmith, I don't know, uh, um, Moody Blues, that's a I band. See. So we have band, we have albums. Do we have artists? Let's see. We've got yeah, Moody Blues is the artist rather band, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Purple Haze is a, is, an, is a song. Um, I can't see behind me, so I forget who else is in the gang, but I think I'm good. Um, I'm, of the um, bad guys, we know we have fucking uh, White Album. That's another album. Mm. Baby Face. We have artists and we have albums it's and songs. On, on the Six, which was J-Lo's album that came out. Sex Pistols also. That's the other one. Misa. On the Six. On the Six? No, I don't know. It's, pro- it's I know it's not J-Lo, but I'm now, I, now I want it to be. Why do you know um, it's not J-Lo? Because I don't think Araki listens to JLo. <laughs> um, yeah. Why don't? Uh, what even is this power? We don't even know. I don't know, man. I'm, okay. I'm thinking it's going to be a girl group though, like TLC or Destiny's Child. Probably not those. But is this one the? I know one of them is. I will never tell you. Okay. Great. This one is called New Intro, and it is from Michael. Greetings, JJB Pod crew. I am happy that we get a new intro for part five, but I don't feel that the music will hold up to fighting gold. Yeah. I am also glad we got to see Trish's stand and also start becoming more than a background character. Yeah. My question for you is, out of all the characters in JoJo, who would most likely be friends with in real life? Or I guess it's who would you most yeah. likely? For me, I would be friends with Iggy as I love dogs and understand not wanting to be dragged into something that has nothing to do with me. Thank you for making the podcast and keep up the amazing work. Sincerely, Michael. P.S. Every time I close my eyes, I wake up wondering if Araki has a fetish for tongues. Hmm. Maybe. Probably. I think this is rude. We've got Kakyo and flapping cherries all over his yeah. tongue and stuff. Yeah. We've got Bucciarati licking Giorno. We've got Narancia cutting his tongue off because there's a tongue stand. Tongues and licking is a theme. Is a theme. For sure. Because yeah. you know what? It's unsettling. It works mm. as a way to creep me out. Or it's sexy. I guess. None of, none of the examples I've given are sexy, I don't think. <laughs> Maybe they're supposed to be. I don't know. 
Um, okay, so who would we be friends with? Um, who did I... Probably Young Joseph. I think I'd be friends with Young Joseph. Young Joseph? Yeah. I don't know. We're just too different. He's like in the in the 1930s, you know, and we're 90s kids. No, I'd be I'd be friends with him. Okay. I'd be good friends with him. I think um, I'd be friends with uh, most like some of the people from part four. I don't think I'd be friends with Rohan. No, I would not be friends with Rohan. But like Josuke and Okuyasu. I, I, I could be, be friends, friends with Josuke. And yeah, I could be friends with them. Plus, he could heal you. Mm-hmm. So if you like tore something, he could fix it. Sure. I don't know. That sounds like I'm just taking advantage of people. Yeah. Which I am. I would not be friends with Lisa Lisa because she is too intimidating. And I would, I would just, I would fangirl all over her. Like I wouldn't be able to be her friend because I would just be like, you're so cool. Like that, that's what, that would be me. So like whoever would be my friend has to be somebody that is like approachable, Mm. like not, not too cool for me. Right. So probably not Joe Taro. Jotaro's too cool for me, I think. Yeah. It's too cool for most people. Yeah. Too cool for school. Who's an emotional character? Um, well... Because that would be my friend. Gyacho, the White Album bad guy, uh, is very emotional, very angry. Do you no, mean, like, not, sad? No, not angry emotional. Like, somebody who cries. Somebody who cries. Yeah. Uh, Polnareff cried at the end of part three but a lot maybe narancha narancha could be my i think friend. jonathan is probably the most <laughs> emotional i would have a hard i i think i could be friends with jonathan but it would be a lot of like me trying to change him <laughs> into not yeah a like person who a thinks coward. that they're a hero yeah um i, I think uh narancha is pretty emotional yeah i think narancha would, would maybe. be my friend koichi you know i don't like him koichi has no backbone we know yeah um, that's a problem for me Okay, thank you for writing. I wouldn't be friends with Fugo because he is not loyal, and I don't like that. Uh, I would. Oh, wait, another one. I would be friends with. I would be friends with Abakio because I love his lavender lipstick, and I would want to borrow it. Yeah, we'll go with that. And okay, so I'm reading the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is from Mac. Mac says, "Greetings from Rhode Island, JJB Pod." I really hope that you had Miles read the subject line to this email. No, sorry, Miles isn't here. <laughs> uh, subject line to this email, as I adore his Garfield voice. We'll, we'll make sure he knows you've said that. Anyway, I really love listening to you, to you guys' podcast. It's really a great way for me to relax and clear my mind while I play The Binding of Isaac or Breath of the Wild. You three have a great dynamic, leading to naturally funny moments as well as interesting discussion. I also love to listen because it allows me to stimulate my need to constantly talk about this excellent anime. I'm anime only, so I'm really excited to see what happens along with you guys. Enclosed is a very short piece of fan fiction that I wrote about part five. Don't feel obliged, but it I would be very grateful if you guys would read it on air. It's not explicit, sexually or otherwise, or and I would happily... Uh, listen to any constructive criticism that you three have to offer thank you so much for making an amazing podcast one of the highlights of my week mac p.s every time i listen to the new opening i wake up feeling so horny okay okay so that's one of the first like positive pieces of feedback i've heard on it i think people are generally like "Eh, oh people like it okay yeah people like it just not as much as golden wind i think um so fighting gold okay what did I say? Oh, I said Golden the name Wind. of the anime. Okay. Right. Fighting Gold. Um, so Mac, 
Um, I read your, it was very short. Well, not very short. It's like a page. Uh, Max sent us a page of a fanfic. It's a short, very short story. I'm not going to read it. Uh, sorry, but I don't want that to be a thing where people are now submitting. I think we have said that. Uh huh. I think we've, we've, we have said like, send us your fan fiction. But we're, we, we were joking. We were joking. But, but well, the thing is, we'll read, I'll, if it's short, I'll read your fan fiction. Yeah, we'll fiction. read it. I'll read it. Like, Fuck why not? Fuck it. I'll read anything. Yeah. I'm send on cocaine. Over. Send it over. Um, send me Harry Potter and say it's a fanfic and I'll read it and be like, wow, what a wonderful fic. Um, thank you for sending this. Um, so this is, it's, it's a cute little story uh, with Bruno and Abacchio. Uh, that kind of ships them, but nothing explicit or anything. Um, so it's just like a nice, I wouldn't even a nice moment. Anyway, thank you for writing. Shout outs to Rhode Island. Shout outs to Rhode Island, smallest <laughs> state in the United States, uh, and where I used to spend uh, some long weekends at family friends' big ass house and play tennis and go to the beach. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty good. I also. I have some good memories there, some bad memories. I have some cousins in, that live in Rhode Island. Yeah. And now yeah. we've counted every single person that lives in Rhode Island. Yeah. I, I, have, I have cousins and they, they had a like a little farm kind of thing over I there. Out do you remember hearing though that they have like the worst air quality in the country? Is and, that true? And I don't mean to bring that up just to be rude, but I do want to say that we are from New Jersey. And so <laughs> thank you for your service. Mm. for taking that title away from us. And I will not look it up and verify. I so. think the Wright brothers are from Rhode Island. No. Is that true? Well, oh, are they from Rhode Island? I don't know. I know or, they flew in Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, right? Oh. Something happened in Rhode Island that has to do with flying. Alexa. <laughs> nah, they're from Ohio. One of them's like, they were born in Indiana, raised in Ohio. Nah, nah, nah. Okay, I'm, I'm thinking of something. Rhode oh, Island. Rhode, Rhode Island is important. Family for, Guy. For some reason. Family Guy is set in Rhode Island. It's That's not what I was thinking of. Oh. <clears throat> This email is from Mr. Gamma Guy. And guess what topic it's going to tackle here. The subject is, oh boy, time for another KC explanation. No. Hey, JJB pod crew. I guess I'll try my hand at explaining King Crimson. I don't know why people keep saying you need later details to get it. I don't think that's the case. I say it and I do think that, by the way. Just this is Mark now talking. I do think. I don't know that we need the case. I think that we just should have all the details before drawing any conclusion. Whatever. Anyway, also just saying, as per our last email, I think it's great that like several listeners uh, have said I'm anime only. Mm -hmm. It's like an identity people have taken on, and it's like I don't I don't know if it's like a secret shame or what, but I just think it's really funny. People are like I am anime only, (laughs) so please do not talk to me about manga spoilers. This is my life choice. Um, Right, right. I'm a Um, vegan. (laughs) I have celiac disease, and I am anime only. Um, Please show me the anime only menu. This, but this is an anime only menu. Yeah. This is a good podcast, though, for people that are anime only because uh, we don't we try to avoid any spoilers and stuff. I so. had I had somebody yell at me for for sort of uh, uh, pretending to spoil something or whatever. But oh, okay. Yeah. But it is a fair criticism. Um, so I, I try not to do that because um, it's like as I remember this stuff. <clears throat> anyway, I don't know why people keep saying you need later details to get it. I don't think that's the case. As I understand it, there's just a few rules you need to know. Number one, King Crimson can see a few seconds into the future. It's unclear if he must decide to do this or if it's just always on, or that. but that doesn't really matter because he has bullshit anime omniscience anyway. Number two, if he sees something about to happen he doesn't like, he can interfere. 
This part is almost exactly like the world, except everyone else is still doing whatever King Crimson predicted they would do. King Crimson can act freely and dodge attacks, move people, etc. Number 3. When King Crimson is done manipulating things, everyone else forgets what just happened, and from their perspective, time skips forward. So he doesn't literally delete time, that's just how other people perceive it, since they didn't experience that time. Bruno sees himself because stands are magical bullshit, and Araki doesn't know or care how time works, as we are well aware after seeing Bites the Dust. Personally, I found Bites the Dust more confusing than King Crimson. I love hearing your discussions about it, though. Hearing people try to wrap their head around King Crimson is the good shit JoJo fans live for. P.S. When your body falls apart, does your horny vanish? Hell no. It's the beginning of Horny Wind. What does that mean? Horny Wind? I think it's like like a new arc where you just get horny. Okay, cool. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure. So thank you for that explanation. I think that's kind of what I understand, but I still like... You, no one can explain to me how, how Bruno punches himself and time is still linear. Like, let me have that time is not linear, you know? Uh, yeah, I... Does he ever address, like, time? We talked about time? this. We talked about, about you asking about that topic and if it's something we will, will, we will talk about later. I know, I know. And we will. We'll talk about it later. Yes. Okay, fine. Yes. Fine. I will accept this for now. It's tough because I want to answer your questions, but A, I don't really know the answers. B, the answers I know I don't really understand. And C, I don't want to spoil anything. I think that if nobody explicitly says time is linear in this anime, I'm going to come up with my own theories of time for this. I mean, that could be true for any piece of media or any existence. Sure. Who knows? Time is a concept anyway. Time isn't a real thing. Time is a construct. Yeah. Construct, not concept. You're right. It's just the decay of, of certain fucking atoms, you know? Yeah. Who says that it's, that that is the flow, whatever. <clears throat> Do you want to read this next one? Sure. This is from Colton. Subject line, hello. Hi, guys. I'm Hi. Col- Hi, guys. I'm Colton. I started your podcast last week because part five and JoJo has taken over my life and I love it. I'm also about a quarter through your backlog and it's my favorite podcast. Yay. There's... Uh, exclamation points at the end of each of these sentences by the way i love it i love your enthusiasm keep it up um two questions uh who do you think would win between dio and king crimson since their abilities both deal with time and could miles reprise his cover of give it away aha i'm so happy miles is not here aha can i just guess though that miles is like somewhere else in the country and his head just snapped up and he was like give it away now i would love it if he just somehow He somehow felt he's, it. He's going to start the next episode with, like, I don't know, singing the full song. But yeah, anyway. We don't need to know. Who would win in a fight? Um, I think King Crimson would win uh, because... Because he sees the future. He sees the future. Dio can only stop time. Right. And they both can kind of stop time. But if Dio gets the, fir- <laughs> if Dio gets the first move, then it's, it's over for these hoes. I think, uh, mm. I think King Crimson and the, the, the boss that I almost said the name of, um, I think they can't do shit in that case because they can't like undo time. It's yeah. something that, yes, he can see the future and he can set it up, but he can't undo something. So I don't know. I feel like if King Crimson had to go into Dio's mansion, he would lose because Dio would have mm-hmm. the drop on him and all that. Right. But well, what if, if they he both... was sneaking up on Dio? Uh, he'd win, I think. You'd think he'd win if he was sneaking well, up I on Dio? I don't know. If if he... Dio, like, if Dio didn't have a chance to stop time, 
then maybe King Crimson could win. That's you know? the thing that was, so, okay. So if King Crimson, oh no, we're going to do this again. What? If King Crimson starts his bullshit time, his uh-huh. erase, erasure, whatever you uh-huh. want to call it, his bad time, don't care. And then Dio within that stops time, right? Because King Crimson sees, oh, Dio's going to do a time stop. And then he does his whole erasure thing. If Dio stops time during that erased time, what happens? I don't know. I also mm. don't know if Dio really stops time or does he freeze all particles in the given space? Sl- maybe he slows it down a lot. That's the know? thing is Dio's power makes perfect sense. Yeah. Perfect um, sense. We all have like a play button on our vcrs we don't have right. a delete the next 10 seconds right, right, play. Right, right, right i guess you do if you have an editing suite but i think that dio has more range for his power too right because i think so king crimson can see all future can he see all future no he can only see the future that's in front of him right i don't know how you'd like live if you could see all future <laughs> all, all possible futures you'd be like dr manhattan remember dr manhattan anywhere yeah He's just depressed um, all the time because he's like, I know how this goes and yeah. whatever. Bye. So he definitely can't see, or I don't think he can see all futures everywhere, right? Um, so it's like whatever is like near him and he can only affect, you know, things that are like in him, I th- are near him. And I think that that range is, I guess, well, I think. We couldn't figure out, we, we thought maybe it had like a fade out effect. Like if he's fighting yeah. Bruno inside that church, then. Are the guys on the docks getting affected as much? We don't know. Mm. And we don't know how far it goes, mm. really. Mm. We've been told that Araki has said that it stops everything. And it's like when you're reading a book and you forget about it because you're not using mindfulness. Hmm. But, uh, you know. I think Dio... Dio... Well, I don't know how smart this boss is, but I, I think Dio is a smart guy. I think Dio could win. I like him better. You think he's a, the brother of Tia and Tamara? No, Mark. What? He's a, a smart guy. That was a stupid joke. Oh. You should feel bad. Mm, I, I do now. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Not really. <laughs> this podcast is just like half stupid jokes anyway. That's true. Uh, but to answer your last question, no, Miles cannot repri- reprise his cover of Give It Away. What if King Crimson and Dio joined forces, though? I I don't even know. Again, because it... They have to act independently of each other. Mm-hmm. Like Dio explicitly is like, well, you know, my time stop works for this long and blah, blah, blah. We haven't heard the King Crimson user say what the limitations are of his yeah. stand. I mean, well, Bruno said it's 10 seconds, but mm-hmm. we don't know if either of them have to charge it up or what. Mm-hmm. What's their cooldown timer? This email is called Clash and Talking Head from Thomas. Hey, guys, it's Thomas. Hey, Thomas. I'm super excited to finally see this arc animated. I've always felt that this is one of the most underappreciated fights in part five. And I think that this arc is about as quintessentially JoJo's as you can possibly get. I, I don't I don't understand what happens in this episode, by the way. Yeah, I'm, I'm missing some things, but it's, <laughs> it's we can do it. Okay. I also really love the dynamic between Squalo and Tiziano. They care about each other deeply and mutually in a way that pretty much every villain in pretty much any show aren't afforded. True. Jackie was correct when she speculated that Clash could only go into open water, though the anime never actually explains this. There was actually a decent amount of the fight that was cut in order to make the action flow better, which was totally the right decision in my opinion. Question for you all. Considering how OP Giorno is, do you guys think he'd be able to beat Jotaro in a fight? Can't wait for the next arc, which is notorious for its large size. Signed Thomas. P.S. I'm not horny. Wait. Oh, shit. I just got that signature now. First time I read this email, I didn't get it. Now mm-hmm. I get it. I don't get it. 
Because if if you have a talking head on your tongue, you say the opposite. Oh. So he wanted to say that he was horny, but he said the opposite. Oh, that's cute. All right. So this is a similar question to the last question, but now it's about the heroes of the last two seasons. Well, yeah, the last two arcs and whether or not what who would win in a fight. I think Jorno is just too OP and he's like... I don't know, man. Yeah, we never really saw Joe. Like in part four, Jotaro hadn't been practicing his time stop stuff. Well, this is well, okay, but jo, but Jotaro in part in part three. Let's did he say that or no? Well, he didn't say either way. He said could Jotaro beat? Uh, I'm just saying the last two, but it's like it's really it's the same thing where it's like last question was Dio part three. I imagine unless he's I don't think he's talking about vampire Dio. <laughs> but Dio in part three and um, our villain in this part versus and then and then this new question is our hero in this part and the good guy in part three so Either, okay well because i was gonna say if it is like say it is present day in jojo's which is 2001 or whatever mm. also yeah i think the manga's in 2001 but like it takes place in 2001 but the manga came out in the late mid 90s actually so scratch what i said before it doesn't oh, matter okay. anyway i think that Jotaro would lose because he can only stop time for like two seconds and in part four mostly because we want Josuke to shine he only stops time here or there to kind of save things from like rat or whatever mm-hmm. it's not like he stops time on somebody and then runs up and fucking beats the shit out of them yeah um, he doesn't use it the same way that Dio did he's too busy studying sometimes you just need to learn um so I think his power that- can do all kinds of things though like shrink super small and stuff like that yeah no he doesn't do that he never shrinks super small uh, well he he did things that like it was it's it's all has to do with being really fast you see really far you know? he could stab with his fingers that extend yeah he could read read things see images far away and yeah it's stupid but i think just jordan would just like turn the rock next to jotaro into a whale and the whale would distract Jotaro because he loves marine life mm. and then Giorno would uh, punch him with a starfish fist mm-hmm. in the face mm-hmm. starfist crusaders starfist yes you're right starfist 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 I'll just crustaceans Tar- starfist crustaceans okay not bad I like it I like it starfish too. crustaceans yeah that's good I like it anyway um besides that though part three Jotaro in his prime hmm I don't know. That's a tough fight because he could just, you know, stop time. I mean, because Giorno, we decided he doesn't hit that hard, but he can make mm-hmm. things feel full of life. And, and he's all not confused. as fast or anything. That's the thing. Jotaro is going to be super fast, he you can, know, and he can stop time. He could hit you with his energy drink fists mm-hmm. that make you feel all confused. But Giorno has like a weird like time energy thing, right? Doesn't he? Maybe not time, but like... Well, that's what I'm saying, where he hits you and then you feel full of life and you're confused and yeah, you see outside of your body for some reason. What is that all about? Again? I don't know. Where'd that power go, Jackie? <laughs> Where did it go? Where's that power? I don't know, but he can do basically everything. Uh, so I think he would win. <laughs> okay, fair enough. It's true, he can heal. <laughs> yeah. Don't underestimate the power of the healing magic, the white mage, the red mm-hmm. mage even. And he can survive like a, you know, clearly fatal shark attack. So right. I think he's invincible. Yeah. Okay, that's the end of the emails. Now, let's talk about the app. Let's talk about the app. Let's talk about Clash and Talking Head. By the way, been listening to a lot of the Clash and Talking Heads on my commute to and through New York, and it's been great. Anyway. Cool. So this episode just starts uh, with kind of like a recap. It's a very cold open. It doesn't even start with like a shot of a moving car. It's yeah. just like someone's talking. Right. Um, but it's really just kind of a, like a 
it it just kind of replays the last scene of the last episode a little bit. Um, so Jorno is is in the bathroom with Narancha. Jorno's kind of slowly figuring out that there's two stands, um, and then he gets attacked by the clash shark, um, which bites like takes a good chomp of his neck like i would say half his neck <laughs> yeah um, it looks like a lot of blood yes blood everywhere gushing and then he like his body gets all contorted and stuff and the shark yeah. drags him into the puddle which is a, a shallow water but he can be dragged deeper um yeah he can be dragged under the water even though it looks like he should be going through the floor right and uh Narancha shoots with shoots with his little bomber. Little bomber, Aerosmith. With Aerosmith. Um, it doesn't really hit him because the shark keeps tel- teleporting. So he's teleporting from like puddle to puddle. Right. And um, He's taking Jorno with him too as he teleports. Right. The the shark is is taking Jorno with him. And then we flash back to the guys, um, our friends, what are their Squalo names? Squalo and Tiziano. And, Squalo and Tiziano. By the way, Squalo at one point calls Tiziano Tiz. Aww. It's immature of me to point that out, but it made me laugh a little bit, so okay. I'm gonna say it. What's a nickname? Um, so they are like, yeah, let's take Jorno out, and the rest will be a lot easier. Um, and they have a very beautiful, sexy moment that I made a point to write down, um, where he like one one touches the other's chest, and I'm really <laughs> rooting for these guys by the end because they're just. They're just in love and they're just working together and they're a great team. I almost want them to kill Jorno and Narancha. Wow, you can't <laughs> say by that. By the end, I do. I just I just want them to succeed. Anyway, but I do, I love Jorno and Narancha. So, um, though I do think Jorno should just like, I think that if, if I don't like it looking like you're dead and then you're not dead, just die, like either kill him or don't, it. either kill him or don't like do all the theatrics because it's like the the boy who cried wolf like if everybody's always dead all the time or dying i don't know it looks dead all the time then i won't believe you when someone actually dies i said this last time i think we've said this several times yeah i don't like it and i I don't think i think this is different from the previous arcs but anyway anyway um so what's his okay so they also they're like oh i got a tip that um narancha uh his stand can detect carbon monoxide carbon dioxide sorry not monoxide carbon dioxide that would just be helpful <laughs> you would just have a stand on your ceiling every year and just make sure that it's it's keeping you and your family safe it can uh, detect carbon dioxide so they're like you know if if Giorno is alive then Naranja will be able to track um the clash shark so they're like, we got to kill Jorno, and Jorno also has the power to heal and shit. And he's OP. We got to take him out first. They're smart. Good strategy. Solid strategy. You know? Yeah. And also at this point, I think Narancha has noticed that he's shooting at where they are, but he's hit, just hitting the puddle, which spreads water around. Yeah. Yeah. So he's creating more movement opportunities. Right. He does say that at this point. He is when he starts to realize it. Um, also, sorry. One mm-hmm. thing that I read and I checked it in uh, the manga scans that I have. Uh, at one point, the rest of the, the Bucciarati gang is like, Narancha, like, Jorno, like, is everything okay in there? And we see uh, Narancha sort of turns and yells out to the guys, like, we're in deep shit. But in the same speech bubble, it says, in, it says like, in 
like a different kind of font face yeah. it says like everything's fine and yeah. it, it does that type of thing twice where it's mm-hmm. like we're, we're whatever whatever we're in trouble but it says everything's good it's just yeah. it's kind of cool mm-hmm. um they they took it out of the anime for some reason maybe it was too hard to mm-hmm. it might just be time we just didn't need it yeah anyway but it does make it look like the guys are just like Nah, whatever. Like, like, like yeah. They we really, don't know what they're doing. They really don't notice that. Well, we we do see what they're doing later, but they really don't notice that two of their people are like, what, still in the bathroom? And Narancha was acting weird. Narancha and the, was just pissing, and they're like, I guess Jorno wants to watch him piss. Yeah, the only one who thought that was weird was Jorno, because the the rest of them are kind of stupid. Like Jorn, like if we were to rank them in terms of like intelligence, Jorno is like at the top. Everybody else is like kind of clueless mm. i think i don't know meanwhile narancha takes out his tracking device because apparently he can hook his stand up to a track uh, not tracking device to a radar he's like, been doing that has he always has he did did he do that last time he did that in the fight versus formaggio when did there he? were all the rats in the sewer and he was looking at all the rat breaths but then he found a big rat oh, okay and it's because he had his fat self on a rat you're right i forgot i thought this was a new power nope but you're right. Okay. Um, so bomb. So the so the bomber keeps trying to shoot. And Aerosmith. Aerosmith keeps trying to shoot. <laughs> they call it Little Bomber. I know. Little Bomber is the best. Tiny Bomber. Translation. Yeah. Um, so it keeps trying to shoot and, and then the, the shark keeps like dis- missing. But um, Narancha is like, oh, okay. I figured out the timing. And so he shoots and it just shoots the sh- like shoots uh Giorno just like shoots him a bunch of times so not only does Giorno have like half of his throat ripped off but he also has bullet holes all over his head right um which is important because that's where your brain is yep you need that you need your you need that and then Narancha's like oh he's breathing uh and they got away um like he says they got away out loud and this part i didn't understand but the the guys who are watching um they're like you know they're like okay so now we just gotta you know drag his body over here and then we can like dispose of it or whatever to dispose of Jorno's body and one of them is like he said they got away but that's not the like the opposite of something so that must mean that he's tracking him is that what it is that what he was deducing now i'm trying to remember it it was like i don't get it if if he's not lying it was like i guess he knows that they can hear him for some reason so if he were to say and therefore believe um oh like we got away or we're safe yeah then they would know that they could ambush him and Mm -hmm. surprise him Mm mm-hmm so maybe he's lying and saying that because he knows that he's waiting for them and he wants them to try and ambush him. No, but here's the thing. If he said they got away, but they didn't really get away, he wouldn't be able to say that, right? Because he has the power. Did he not his withdraw tongue. his stand at this point? I don't think he... Well, I don't know. This part is what confuses me. Like, why is he saying... I don't know. I don't understand what happened there, but. Oh, wait, wait, wait. It's not that he says he got away. He's saying that he's still following Clash. Right. But that's what, that's what um, Narancha says. Narancha says like, oh, I lost him. That's what Narancha is saying. That's what he says. But he didn't actually lose him because he knew exactly where that he was able to follow him with the bomb, with, um, with Aerosmith. So I guess it's just as simple as Narancha says, shit, I lost him because what he really means 
because he's he's being forced to lie. What he really means is, I'm still following him, uh, and they're just shocked that he's able to follow them. Uh, but it's because the residue of the bullets. Right. So what the fuck does that mean? They leave carbon dioxide behind. Apparently, is that true? Well, we know we know that later the gas, if the gas ignites, it leaves carbon dioxide. So I guess combustion of carbon-based materials leaves carbon dioxide. No, no, no. But gas, gas, but that is what gas is, right? I thought no, it's. I don't think so. I think they're saying that when flames exist, I believe when something Mm -hmm. burns, it leaves carbon dioxide. Mm -hmm. So in the case of bullets, they're hot and they just came out of an explosion. So they are flying through the air, okay. bringing carbon dioxide with them. I believe that's what it is. And then they're realizing, they say that Giorno intentionally got shot so mm-hmm. that he would have carbon dioxide like embedded in his wounds. It's like Giorno is too smart. How does he know all this shit about carbon dioxide? And like, how does he know this shit? And like anatomy of turtles. He's, he, what, he's, he's like a high school dropout, isn't he? Like yeah. he doesn't he's go 15. to school. He doesn't go to school half the time. He's I just a fucking know. genius. I don't. Like, and he happens to know all this shit about science when he, like, like, he didn't need to know all this stuff about carbon dioxide for his regular life. The only reason why this information is important to him now is because he joined this gang. Maybe, maybe he studies things, like, once he got to know, like, his, his new friends and, like, what their stand powers are. I don't know. It's a little... I think Araki just assumes everyone is like him and studies (laughs) random shit and knows fun facts. That's it. I think it's that. I don't know. We know. I mean, let's hear. I'll do the legwork for Araki and say that at some point, Narancia says to Giorno off camera, off manga panel. Mm-hmm, he says, mm-hmm. when I shoot something, I can track it. And Giorno okay. is like, oh, that's probably because bullets leave carbon dioxide behind mm-hmm. or something. That's that's what it is. I've decided that. Now. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. So, so you know, Narancia is figuring that out. Um, so basically, yeah. So that happens. And Narancia is he his aerosmith is in the sewers and he manages to hit the shark right he manages to hit a clash okay at some point and we see two bullet holes come out of squalo right he's getting hurt but then we cut back to see what our what our what the rest of the gang is doing and they are using a bakio's stand to see like where like where that stand is traveled and they they're like okay it was in this glass but we can't track it after that so they deduce that it must have teleported (laughs) all right i guess they're doing something you know like at least they're doing something but they should be checking on their friends anyway so narancia is using his radar again and um and and narancia realizes that this stand can't it, it it can't jump like any any distance you know, right, between the, the puddles water. of liquid have to be pretty close to each they other have to or be the bodies like, of water, whatever you want to call it. Right. They have to be a couple of meters um, away from each other in order for the stand to be able to jump between them. Yeah. So I don't know, like there's fights and stuff and Squallow keeps getting hurt. Nanancha is able to like track him, I think, because of this. So he follows yeah. him into the kitchen. Yes. Where there's a bunch of hot water. Right. He follows this. Right. Because he's he's tracking Giorno. So he and that's where the and the shark is trying to get away. So, yeah, they they it goes into the kitchen um, and then somehow they fuck it up so the gas, there's a gas leak, right? Uh, when Narancia shoots the, the pots of water, it knocks down and the water extinguishes the flame. Mm. But with a gas stove, a safety tip, you know, mm. the gas keeps running. So if you don't have mm-hmm. your pilot light lit, 
mm. uh, just gas comes out and then you are filling up the space with gas, which is bad because then when you go to smoke a cigarette because you're in Europe, you blow mm-hmm. up the house. Right. Yeah. So they're like, haha, you can't use your bullets because you can't use your, your Aerosmith bullets uh, to shoot the shark because, you know, you'll ignite, you'll ignite everything. And he's like, you know, I can fight you in other ways. And he uses the propeller of his uh, of the, the aircraft to attack the shark. I guess. Right, which, by the way, first of all, this is a super badass move. I love it. I thought he was just going to dive bomb. <laughs> yeah, it was and just, smart. It was smart. I thought he was just going to slam into him. But I do also think it's funny that he's like, the explosion might not kill you. So he's acknowledging, he's like, it's very hard to kill us manga characters. <laughs> he's like, but it'll leave carbon dioxide everywhere and you won't be able to track me anymore. Uh-huh. Uh, but yes, so he then jams the spinning propeller of Aerosmith into his neck. It's very cool, into the fish's neck. Yeah. Super cool. We see uh, Squallow take more damage, but he's still okay, kind of. Mm-hmm. And then they both retract their powers. So um, Narancha can finally, like, he, he's able to say something and he's able to say the truth to Giorno. Uh, oh, no, not not just to Giorno. He, sa- he kind of shouts out to the guys who don't hear him, but he's like, he's like, there's two stands and, you know, th- this is the power or whatever, whatever. Um, yeah. So we see that the, the our, our two guys, um, Tit, Tizi, Tizi, what's his name? Tiziano. Tiziano and Squallow are like, okay, yeah, we released a stand. And Squallow seems like he'll be okay. He took some damage, but he'll be okay. And then the guys like run into the kitchen and uh, Mista goes to shoot. And I think like Narancha at this point thinks that the power, the, the power is released, but the stand actually jumped back onto his, the, the tongue stand. What's that one called? Talking head. Talking head jumps back on his um, tongue and so when Mista goes to shoot at the shark, uh, what did he say? Yeah, at? he goes to shoot the shark. Okay, Mista goes to shoot the shark. <laughs> when uh, Narancha wants to say "Don't shoot," he actually says "Shoot, Mista!" Like, yeah, do it. It's pretty great. <laughs> uh, and he's like, "Oh no!" Um, and so he shoots, and there's like fire everywhere because you know it, it, you know it, it's bad and it explodes. Um, and Jorno turns into a ladybug. Jorno says, "Like, don't shoot, don't go after the stand, go Find after the user. the user." And then he turns into a ladybug. That's what it no, looked like to me. No, what no. happened to him? He gets pulled under the water, <laughs> but before getting pulled under, he removes his button. That's a ladybug, uh, and gives it to Narancha. Okay. And we already know that Jorno likes to use his ladybug pins uh, as living things, which is smart. And somehow it's like a time bomb. Yeah. But it's like, it's currently a ladybug thing, but it will eventually turn mm-hmm. into a living thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jorno says that as though it's a riddle. And we later see Narancha thinking about it. He's like, go after the user. Yeah. And we think that he's going to deduce some meaning from it, but he yeah. doesn't. It's just yeah. advice. Yeah. By the way, at some point, I think Squallow says about his shark having the having the carbon dioxide tracing on his tongue or in his, in his whatever, in his fish. I don't even know what, what is what. Uh, what are you talking about? When Squallow is is being like, oh, he can track me because of the carbon dioxide bullet holes in my oh, okay. fish shark. He's like, they won't even go away because they're stand bullets or whatever. Because oh. it's like, if I guess if they were real, then when you switch puddles, they would go. It was it was weird. It felt like a big jump. Okay, well, like it was like Araki was trying to explain a, a pothole that he thought yeah, pothole he, that he thought people would be worried about, but nobody's thinking about that. We're just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, cool now you know the the shark is back and it's about it's right under the gang of guys and it's going to attack them and naranch is like 
you know, the stand, the stand's right there. Look up. And they all look up, but the stand's actually below them. And right. then it, it's, it's He like, wanted to say, look down. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, and then it like, it bites. I don't know what it does. What does it do? It's just like, ah, what does, what does it do? It attacks. Right, it, it bites. Oh, oh, yeah. We just see like lines appear across. Does their it faces. attack anybody in particular? It's it, just like, all of them. They all get okay. slashed. Not very deeply, but they all get slashed. Okay. Um, they all get clashed. <laughs> there you go. Um, so Narancha's like, hmm. Okay, I'm gonna follow Jorno's advice. I'm going to use my radar to find them, and then we cut back to uh, Titsano and Squalo, and Titsano is like, um. Hey, okay, great. Now all you got to do is finish off Giorno and then we can get the other guys. And Squalo is like, okay. But then he was like, wait, there's Narancha. Oh shit, oh shit. Like they see Narancha and Narancha's like coming like into the town square because they, I guess Narancha figures because it's a, it's a remote stand um, that they must be nearby. So he goes to where all the people are um and the guys are like all right play it cool you know like they figure out like okay he's he's coming after them because um somehow narancha knows that the one that has the shark stand because the shark was getting attacked that he would be getting attacked the user so he would have a short shortness of breath or something that um narancha would be able to detect with his radar um i have some problems with this i kind of want to just let it go but i think that like things have been inconsistent i think with like whether um your stand getting hurt actually hurts the user oh yeah that's like super inconsistent so i don't know why narancha would know because like for example death 13 is a remote stand but no it's not it's not? What is it then? It's like its own special dream stand. Okay. So that's a different... No, I'm sorry. Not Death 13. I, I'm not, I was thinking about the one... What's the... What's the what was um, Pulpo's stand? Pulpo's stand is Black Sabbath. That one. That's a remote stand. Yes. Okay. But that one, when like when that stand was... Or no, no. It's, it's a remote stand. That's what I said. No, no, no. I'm sorry. It's a... Uh, <laughs> it's an automated stand. Okay. Because so remote would imply that you have control of something over a distance like echoes. Uh, you need to know what's happening. Right. But with automated, it's like set it and forget it. Okay. So do we think that... I don't know if there's an example of an, a, a remote stand that didn't hurt the user. Do we think that always if there's a remote stand... I feel like I can think... I feel like we can find an example of when a remote I think stand just, doesn't I actually think hurt the user. if it has a corporeal form... Mm-hmm. like a physical living-ish creature form and it gets hurt the user gets hurt mm-hmm. i believe it doesn't count for babyface because babyface is the computer and it makes real object homunculoids but uh i think that generally speaking okay here's an well it's not remote when, it's, when little when the when the aerosmith gets hurt does narancha also get hurt i want to say yes but it's not a living creature. Does that matter? <laughs> okay. I don't know. Are, All right. Do airplanes live? Yeah, it's true. What, Jackie? Just say whatever. Just say it. Just. I, I give up. I just wanted to. I just wanted to like. I. This is not a fight that I really want to have. But I just wanted to bring it up, just to you know, just to say that I said it. Um, <laughs> I'm giving up now on what fights I want to fight with with Araki. Um, okay. So he's looking for them and, and, you know, they, they realize that he's looking for them and like how he's able to track them. But 
you know, they're, they're so in love and they're like calming each other down. <laughs> it's just like, be cool, man. Like he's not going to be able to tell, like there's plenty of people running around here and they're also going to have shortness of breath and stuff. Like it's, it's going to be impossible to track us. Let's just calmly walk down the stairs. And then when they, when they get to where all the people are, Narancia says, I found you. And the rest of them, like the, the guys are like, what the fuck? Um, but they realize that because Narancia can only say the opposite of like that. He was, um, he's supposed to be able to say the opposite. So they're like, well, how the fuck yeah. is he telling the truth? Cause yeah. he did find us. So what's the deal? And but then he, he reveals find him. he didn't Mark. Were you paying attention? Maybe I guess not. What? <sighs> okay. So this happened like two or three times where Narancia was saying, I found you, I found you. Mm. And, but he was only doing that to freak out, um, to f- like at first it seemed like he was only doing it to freak out um squalo um see how they react because he was because they were already had shortness of breath like because swallow was already hurt so like i don't know e- or either way but like um just to like freak him out or something um because he was trying to like compose himself and trying to like um control his breathing and stuff like come on um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and so narancia did that a few times um, and then we realize that he cut out his tongue and then you see in his mouth, um, a tongue growing back and it's the ladybug, right? It's like blue ladybug color. And then he says it again. I found you. Um, and that time he means it. And that time he means it because he was waiting to see when they would finally, um, notice, I guess, or not notice, but. Like when they would notice, I guess not finally, because he was saying things before. So somewhere in between <laughs> that last time, I think um, he cuts out his tongue. He he waits for he he, he knows that they're looking at him because he keeps yelling. I found you um, and waiting for them to freak the fuck out because this dude just cut out his own tongue. And now your stand is like, you know, hanging on like he's hang- he's he's holding your stand, you know? Um, and so that was really for Titsano. That's his name, right? Titsano. Titsano has the talking head stand on the tongue. Titsano. He, he wanted, he what he was actually looking for was, uh, a, a breath to change. Um, so he figured doing this would. A breath to change? Like a breathing pattern to change. So you're saying Narancia was looking for that? Narancia was looking for you Titsano. You said Titsano, I think. Yeah, but his his he's the one who his breath would change okay. because it was his stand that got cut out. Right, okay, you know? okay. So how did he use that ladybug to make a new tongue? Did Giorno plan all of that out? I don't know. Yeah, he gave him like a, a heel capsule, push this against one wound. Right. And it will heal it. It's, yeah, it's a good point. What, like what DNA did he put in this I guess, ladybug? I guess he figured at some point, I don't know how he knows what talking head is, but at some point he knows it's the tongue. So he's going to have to cut his tongue out. So I will give him a tongue. Jorno thought all of that ahead. But it's also imprecise. What if you give someone their original tongue, but they only cut half of it off. Now they have a very long tongue. Now they have a tongue and a half. I don't, I don't know. You know? I don't like this. It's too precise. It's, Jorno is like too smart. He's too smart and he's too overpowered. He needs to be like one or the other. You can only be, you can only, I don't know, too much. No, I know what you too mean. much. You know? Yeah. Too smart. Um, That's why he can, that's why he can beat anybody because he's too smart. I mean, Jotaro's smart too, but anyway. So they're freaking out because they're like, 
call back your clash stand um but they're like oh shit there's no water here there's a well but it's like empty so narancha finds them he uses his aerosmith to shoot to shoot bullets um tiziano gets in the way tiziano gets in the in the like make sure that he takes all of the bullets human shield human shield um and he's like he he tells squalo here now you have liquid you know as long as we win right that's all that matters and he dies in his lover's arms and it's so sad and i at this point i'm like so feeling for squalo i want him to just murder everybody you know um because that's what he wants to do you know he he's out here like looking for revenge he's like you know i don't care that the boss sent me to do this i want to kill naranja and all of his friends because like how could you do this to the love of my life he doesn't say well, maybe all that, if your love but... of life love love of your life and you didn't attack this little boy <laughs> maybe you wouldn't be dead it's just very sad i'm not you know, sad they were in it together and now they're apart and now they're both dead so they're Which together again. What I what I wish would have happened was like he almost died. Because first of all, how the hell can how how the hell does Jorno survive that or something that looks even worse, right? Who also got bullets all over himself. But um, it was just the perspective, you know. It was just the angle. It wasn't really that big a bite. What I think should have happened. It's a remote stand. Somehow. They're small. They don't really do that much damage. It was just a bite. This guy also doesn't die, and then they somehow joined the new friends. No. That's what should happen. No, his shark is too ugly to be part of the cool no, guy Mark. stand. It's They're ugly. both beautiful, sexy men and they should uh, be allowed to live and be ugly, heroes. Ugly stands. Too. Ugly stands. No, they have good stands. All the stands are ugly. The fucking tongue stand only works if you have somebody else actually doing the killing. Otherwise, it doesn't do shit. They're a team. No, it's it's like a manipulative stand. I like it because it's manipulative. You know, like you can you can do a lot of like mind. But, but otherwise, stuff. their their foes don't really work together all that often. Really, we've seen them in pairs twice. We saw Pesci and whoever the Grateful what are Dead you guy arguing is. Right now? I'm saying like how how important is it to make a bad guy lie? Because they don't. They usually come at them as lone wolves, don't they? Oh, I see what you're saying. Um. You're right. I suppose it's, just it's gonna not going like to be as useful. No, you're right. It's not going to be as useful to them right now with the boss because they don't really work in groups. like even whole horse. Who's like, I can't work alone. I need a friend. Like he has a fucking gun. Mm-hmm. He could shoot you in the back. I still want, want these guys to come. Well, back. too bad. They, we don't know their motivations, Jackie. They wanted to murder children. You understand? Everybody here is in a gang. Like no, like they, they well, betrayed the boss. That's maybe. all these guys know. All they're just doing their job. Mark. They're just doing their job. No, it doesn't work. Why not? They're doing their it job. They're just being loyal to the boss. Change your job if it involves the murder of innocent, maybe not so innocent <laughs> children. They're all, I mean, I bet I bet these guys are I also I know 18. you're happy for them. They're in love, but... But now they're dead. And hold each other in the grave. That's what I say to people. Well, yeah, okay. They can die together. I am not popular. Like Romeo and Juliet. That's anyway. right. So that was another sets. Okay. Anyway, so yeah. So Squall is filled with rage. He wants revenge. Uh, he's like, I'm gonna rip. Like he's like he's like a uh, clash. Rip Narancha's throat out. Um, and 
Naran- he does kind of because the fish is like inside of Naranja's neck. Like the end of the tail of the fish is hanging out of his neck. And there's a, there's a lot of blood. Which like what the fuck? And then Naranja with a fish out of his neck, like with a fish hanging out of his neck, um starts talking about something. I don't know, but there's a fish in his fucking neck and he's still able to talk. I don't understand. I'm telling it. you, Araki just plays up the angles. In reality, it's just like a nuisance. It's just an annoying fish biting you. But just like Giorno, he's like, whatever, not a big deal. I don't. Whatever. I've just decided that it, it looks. It looks cool. pretty bad. It looks cool, but also, how does this work? Um, how, like, how did how is he how does he know the ins and outs of like carbon carbon dioxide shit? But like, can't figure out that like half of that sh- like you know fucking three foot four foot long shark it can't fit into a neck i don't know anyway and that person still survives anyway um so so then narancia pulls out his um uh, aerosmith and shoots squallow a whole lot um and doesn't he say something like why he can kill him or something like that what do you mean doesn't isn't it something like is does he just shoot him because he has more strength and resolve that he doesn't care about the fish being in him or doesn't he say something no he doesn't i I don't think so Hmm. whatever anyway so then squallow it while squallow is dying like while squallow is getting like shot up um he's he wonders why narancia like what motivates him like why would they betray the oh right okay it's not sorry it's not that important but narancia sends aerosmith he just has Aerosmith push Aerosmith. Uh, uh, whoa, Narancia just has Aerosmith his plane push. He takes Squallow into the air, um, and then uh-huh. fill him with bullets. But I guess he doesn't really need to do that. But I'll just I'll just read this next part because um, it's cool. Uh, so he pushes pushes him into the air, which doesn't necessarily help the fact that there's a shark in his neck. He just does mm-hmm. it, and then he shoots the shit out of him, and he says bola 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 volare via, which just means like fly 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 fly. fly fly away in mm-hmm. italian so it's cool it's another sort of stand cry or user cry user yell it's another take on that it's using italian uh we already had arrivederci and now we have volare via and it's funny now to me because now we see squalo flying away from the fight and he's like bleeding and he thinks to himself doesn't he think he's like wow what a strong dude. That's, that's what I was like in the middle of saying before you interrupted. Scala was thinking to himself like, what motivate? Like he's confused kind of because he's like, what is motivating him to do this? Like, why is he, you know, he's going against the boss. He should be like on his way to death right now because everybody's going to be after him. What is, what's his zeal? What's motivating him? And then Scala dies. And then he hits the ground and it's like, bam. And then what I love is it's the first time that I can remember where we have like an audience reaction. Mm-hmm. Like the crowd is like, ah, mm-hmm. which is just really realistic. And uh, that makes me happy. And I think it's, it's great too that yeah. we, we don't see any implication of like, oh, they're retired. No, they're dead. Yeah. They are died. So sad. Right. So sad. Um, like, I don't know. Well, I guess, I guess if he didn't kill them, they would keep coming, but that sucks. Um, 
And yeah, yeah, I noticed that too. I like that there were people looking and being like, what the fuck is happening? Because like, also, these are all stands that pe- regular people can't see. So they must have been like, what is happening? Like, that this guy, guy just jumped into the air. This guy bled a lot. has a bunch of bullet holes in him. And the other guy is only like a couple feet away. Maybe, maybe they were like, you know, the, they'll, your, your brain kind of will fill in the gaps if you see a body with bullet holes you're gonna be like yeah he shot him he had a gun like even if you didn't see the gun your brain will fill that in and that's why you gotta wait at least a day or so to know what the news really is because people will just pass things word of mouth and you think there's something really bad happening at the mall but just a car lost air in its tires and made a noise i don't know if that's true oh it is true well there's that but like also like it's people's memories will always fuck with them you know like it's not like wait a day no, it is. I think it is. Because when you when you like look at news... It's, it's more about... Well, I guess it's like, yeah, wait a day and gather evidence. Sure. It's just, no, I've been in like situations like I used to work at a mall and people thought there was like a shooter. People heard gunshots. Uh, people said there was a car on fire and all it was was like a car's tires exploded. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember being told there was actually a shooter at my mall. No, nobody got hurt, thankfully. Um, and I remember being told a detail about the story that turned out not to be true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think even with 9-11, there were a bunch of things people were saying were happening that, again, mm-hmm. turn, you know, sometimes this stuff happens and it's just like, I don't know. Why did I have to go here? I don't know. I was just trying to make a simple joke about the fact of the matter is, is, yeah, I picture people being like they had a gun and they were shooting each other and they were jumping. But in reality, I should cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. I don't know. Just don't when you get the news, just take it all with a grain of salt until like, I don't know, 24 hours have passed. Right, right, right. That makes sense. We have multiple reports of an ocelot playing the keyboard in the middle of Times Square. My message is just don't trust your own memories. That's my message. Okay. Ever. Wow. Don't ever trust your own memories. I can't because I don't have any. Oh. And then uh, uh, Narancha is like done. He he, de- he defeats these guys all by himself while his friends are like fucking around trying to whatever. They're like they're like a hundred steps behind Narancha. They're, they're, they're figuring out how to split the check. Yeah, they're they're like this was way before behind. Venmo, so. Like they just figured out like oh it must be able to jump between right. fucking puddles and it's like they've already they're way past that they're way past. One that. of them's like, do you know that riddle where there's two guys and one of them's a liar and the other one is only telling the truth, <laughs> but you don't know. Oh, I'm just kidding. No, they they didn't even get that far. Um, so yeah, so then they all get back together. Jorno is alive. I don't know how. How is Jorno alive? He was turning all he the buttons on so his shirt blood. into parts of him that was missing. He made a neck. I don't out of, out of a tile in the bathroom. <laughs> he made the other half of his neck. Yeah, I don't. He turned the bullets that Naranja shot. He turned them into stupid. like pieces of pepper. It's not going to be like for someone to die now. It needs to be like. Like, it needs to be, like, way more dramatic. It needs to be, like, a hundred times more dramatic than any of, like, the injuries we've seen. Um, anyway, um, so they all, they all get together on a boat. Giorno is fine. Um, and Bucciarati is like, all right, we're, we're going to go. We're going to catch a plane to Sardinia. And Bruno Bucciarati is holding the turtle to Aww. his chest. And I think it's great. Uh, last thing before we go, because we got to get out of here. Yeah, we got to go. Last thing uh, I'll read before we go is the author's note. Uh, on the volume that is pretty much finished around the time of this episode. The manga is collected into these volumes that they release years later as compilation books, and Araki writes just a note at the end that may or may not have anything to do with JoJo's or being a writer or whatever. Mm -hmm. So this is the author's note from volume 56. 
that includes basically the beginning of this fight. I have been asking myself for a long time, why do foreign movies come out in Japan so much later than in other countries? <laughs> when it's an American blockbuster, I can understand that it comes out after the United States. But looking at the Men in Black trailer, at the end I saw the names of every country it was already out. I realized how much Japan was lagging behind. My patriotism took a heavy hit, Aww. and that's why I've decided to talk about it. Aww. Please show us these movies sooner. Aw, all that's, right. That's what he wrote about. I'm all right. That's cute that he's like very concerned about that. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> if you want to write in, by the way, you totally can if you just email Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com, and you should and could follow us on Twitter, which is at JJB Pod. And when you send us nice emails that tell us that you're that you love us and that we're your favorite podcast you should also review us on itunes so that other people know that people like us yeah yeah also listen to other podcasts why not i'm just kidding no don't listen to other podcasts just ours yeah yeah all right bye